We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We talked about the offense, the wide receivers, the offensive line, quarterback Joe Burrow, the play calling, all good news when they were in New Jersey on Sunday. But the negative, something that is going to impact this offense where they've not impacted right now, but it is something they need to figure out for Joe Burrow's sake. Offensive line, everybody on the offensive side is getting this run game going so you can balance out your offense. And it's just not working with Joe Mixon. And I find it a little surprising because, you know, people will point to the offensive line and just say offensive line is bad or offensive line is learning. They're not creating holes. They're not blocking. They're not doing this. All can be true. But Joe has played with really bad offensive lines since he's been in Cincinnati. So that was really surprising to me. What's going on with Joe Mixon? I think I brought this up a couple of times because I would say today he underperformed. I didn't think he was bad in the first two games. He missed a read in week two, whatever, one read. I thought he made some good cuts other than that. Um, and week one, I actually thought he was pretty good. But they've run him so much, he came off the field both times with an injury. And it's the ankle, I think. Both times it was the ankle. I don't know if it's the same ankle or not. I think it's starting to already add up. And he leaves the field again with an ankle injury today. So I think he might just need a little less work, uh, keep him a little bit more fresh. This is the whole idea behind the committee running backs is these guys can't take the pounding that they have before, uh, or at least it's not a good idea for them to take that level of a pounding. So I think that's a little bit of the issue. I would say today in general, I think this was like a variance, like very bad type of game for the run game for him. Um, it's not all him either. It is still blocking, although he has performed despite blocking before. I would just say I think he wasn't good today. Uh, I think also, though, I have a pretty good amount of faith that he is going to put in better performances than the past three weeks. What did you think about uh, Samaj P. Ryan? He gets a lot of criticism on social media. Everybody remembers what happened in the Super Bowl and that play call. We gave him some love last week. It, this might be a Samaj P. Ryan love podcast, too, because we talked about his block last week in the two-point conversion. And then he you know, had the run game going just a little bit. It was a little different and obviously more than likely was out there because Joe Mixon was sidelined with his injury. But what did you think of Samaj today? In the past, well, don't forget, caught the first touchdown of the game, too. That's so, true. That's true. But taking it to the Chris Evans believers of <laughs> they need a receiving threat, and then Savage is a receiving threat, I guess. Yeah, we I, love it. Yeah, I uh, I thought he was great today. Um, in the run game, I I think it's getting a little bit overstated what he did uh, on online. I think he was solid, but he no runs under I believe three yards. No runs over seven yards. He was kind of like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis used to be able to do, just come in, get you four or five yards every single play. That's great when you need four or five yards, when it's when you want more, you know, everybody wants to get an explosive play here and there. He's probably not getting that for you. But uh, overall, he runs hard. He's, he's not fast. He's not quick, but he runs hard. He's very strong. Um, I think he gets upfield quickly. I think a lot of people love that. So that's why he's not ever really losing yards. Also, I don't know how many opportunities he had to lose yards because I only saw, I think, one 
play where a guy got near him behind the line of scrimmage. But overall, I, I don't want to discredit it at all. I thought he played well. I thought he played as if, like I just said, Nixon might need to be a little bit more of a committee type usage. So he's not getting 30 carries, 30 touches in a game. But to go with that, who gets some of those is I think you bring in P Ryan a couple times. I wouldn't say it should be a 50 50 split, but I do think he's shown like, yeah, I could, I could take the load for a drive. You know, like if, if we just score, they go three and out instead of you going back out there while you're gassed, send me out there. I'll keep the offense afloat at least for what, three, four, five plays. And then you can come back in. Well, Twitter would want you to put Chris Evans in there too. And then you'd have a three. You had a great catch. He did. He did. I'm, I, I joked on social media today that I think the coaching staff um, was reading Twitter this week because you get Chris Evans, uh, Dax Hill had a few reps in there, and uh, yeah, everybody's getting what they want after that, and then they get a win. We'll flip over to the defensive side, but I do want to mention when you mentioned uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, man, that is so sad. When he came to Cincinnati, he had no fumbles, and then of course when he got here, he fumbles the ball. Like it's just, it was. Remember those glory days. Um, but Jay Morrison, I want to flip to the defensive side. It felt like there were so many injuries today. Obviously, every week around the NFL, they're going to happen live action, regular season. But my goodness, our guy, DJ Reader, I think scared the whole entire social media world when he went down. And everything's still not 100% on the outcome of his injury. Um, it is a knee injury. But DJ Reader did say that just giving this positive update, just in case anybody listening did not see it yet. He's very encouraged that the knee injury isn't more severe. He said he didn't want to return to the sideline the second half because they wanted him to stay off of it. They put the game on in the locker room, he kicked back, and he watched the win from the locker room. That has me a little encouraged. Obviously, we'll find out more this week. It is a short week, so maybe you know he, he isn't getting reps in practice or anything like that this week. We'll know more because there's really no off days when you have a Thursday night game, so I feel like we'll have more of an update on what the outlook looks like for DJ Reader, but I felt like that was encouraging to hear, and hopefully all good news for DJ Reader. That was just, ah, that was I did not like any part of that. There was too many injuries today. No, I uh, I, I was very upset about the DJ reader. Th they were winning, and I was still just like distraught as if they were getting killed. I was like, yes. no, no, my DJ. guy. No, not, not reader. <laughs> not anybody, but not reader. And I think it was pretty close to when T also took a big shot. I'd have to go look back to when it was, but I was just like, Oh my God, they're getting decimated on really important players. And then T's not actually that hurt. Thank God that looked bad. Uh, but then reader goes down. He got rolled up on. I couldn't really see it that well. His left leg, he's just taken on a block and I can't remember if it was a Bengal or a jet. Unfortunate. Just somebody hits him from the side and his leg kind of caves in. Um, no idea what it could be a sprain. Could I don't want to guess. There was no. bad. The bad news is he was ruled out like immediately. The yeah. good news is he stayed on the sideline and has been saying he doesn't think it's too severe. And I believe uh, he, he was asked about Thursday and he said, we'll see. So that makes me feel a lot better about this not being like a six to eight week type of injury like I thought immediately when he went down was just oh that's it isn't it that's half the season blah 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 but if it's just one two games yeah it's it's comes at a bad time yeah. with the Jets and Ravens back to back but it's better than what it could have been um just hope he's good enough for Thursday. And I hope he is good. I don't, I hope he's not playing at like 70% the rest of the year because I mean, he has been incredible this season. 
So hope he's healthy. Hope we get to see some more DJ Reader out there dominating like he has been in the past three weeks now. Uh, but scary moment for me. Uh, <laughs> hated to see that. But uh, yeah, other than that, I can't think. There weren't any other real injuries, were there, on the defense? Other than no, no, okay. it felt like it in the NFL overall today. There were injuries all over the place. But with DJ oh, yeah. Reader, yeah, it, well, there was a little bit of a scare with Trey Hendrickson, but he came back mm -hmm. in for after one play, and, and he seemed to be okay. Speaking of Trey Hendrickson, we've talked about it before on this podcast, and one of the things is, you know, getting to the quarterback, putting that pressure on him, and we really saw that with the defense today. It was one of their best games, and they've been playing legit in the first and, the first and second game, but this was, this made me feel really good about Trey. Like, Trey, what we saw last year out of Trey Hendrickson, we want to see that again, and I felt like this was his coming out party for the season. Like, hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me, and I'm here to wreck the quarterback right now, and I feel like we saw that today. Look like the top 10 guy that I've been hoping to see. Uh, like I've talked about where he didn't dominate Dan Moore and Tyler Smith. He dominated whoever was at left tackle for the Jets today. I don't know if Fant left with an injury or if he left with, uh, you know, butt kicked itis. <laughs> but uh, he, Trey was taking it to him early. And then uh, there, his first sack was really good. It was a chip from, I think, Conklin. And he gets past the chip. And then... Fant tries to block him, gets past Fant, and he gets a strip sack. And I was just like, oh, he's here. He's back. This is what we wanted to see. And I think a little bit of that is something I don't know if we hit on enough. It's just this team hasn't played with a lead the entire season. So they're finally playing with a lead. He's pinning his ears back. He's getting into these third and longs. And he just dominated. It was awesome to watch. That was a prime tip Trey Hendrickson game. Can't wait to go back and watch it because, yeah, that he – might have been the best player, probably was the best player on the defense today. I think Arouzier was really good too. And Reader was before he left, but you, I'm going to take one. Of the, oh, Wilson too. I mean, the defense in general had a lot of guys that played really well. So, but I do think you could easily make the argument Hendrickson was the best. Three sacks, can't beat that. Two forced fumbles, I believe. That's awesome. Uh, just overall, what a pass rushing game from him. And that doesn't even include all the plays he won and didn't get home. And we'll, we'll stay with the defensive side. I know you mentioned Cheetah. I want to get to that in just a moment. But Cam Sample, he is flashing in front of our eyes out there. And I saw your tweet. You know, yeah. he's in the conversation to get more snaps out there. What did you think of him today? Yeah, I thought he was good. I, I remember he flashed a bunch in the first half. I always like to go back and watch before I really have a solid take. But my take in the first half was, ooh, Cam Sample. <laughs> you know, he's look, he's flashing a lot. Like, I see him on a lot of these plays. He had a pressure that was almost a sack. Uh, he had a few run stops. Just overall, I was, I was impressed with what Cam Sample did for the Bengals today. And, I mean, look, he he's clearly not the same position as Reader. But they're probably going to have to shift Tupo into nose tackle sometimes, maybe even do that a little bit with Hill. I'm not sure exactly what they'll do if Reader has to sit out a game, but I do feel pretty confident that Cam Sample is going to be able to step in and play some of that three-tech, five-tech, you know, inside of the edge rusher stuff, in between edge rusher and nose tackle, that they like to have two of those guys. One's B.J. Hill. The other one has been whoever, Tupo Carter Sample. And I think today, for me, I thought Sample flashed the most, and uh, he'd be. I'd be looking to give him more snaps. I I, I was really impressed with him, and Akeem Davis Gaither played well too in Jermaine Pratt's absence. 
Yeah, I was actually going to move over to the linebacking room. Uh, when I heard Jermaine was out, obviously that's a bummer for the linebackers and his experience with this team. But with Akeem, when he's healthy, and, and I felt when he is healthy on the field, when he was for the moments last year, this guy, when he gets his time, he's really going to show up. And I felt like we saw that out of him today, knowing that you have that depth at linebacker. We know the history with this team. I mean, they went through years and years of struggling how to you know, have a legit linebacking room. And then you get Logan Wilson, who doesn't get enough credit in the NFL with the plays he makes out there. I still, I went and watched the the um, return, the interception return because it's just so funny. Two hands. Him run with the ball and he, and he ran so fast. I mean, I know you're going against the offense there, but uh, it was so fun to watch that. But you, you just the, the linebacker room overall, it, I felt like they had a nice day and um, it's good to see Akeem Davis-Gaither. Obviously want Jermaine Pratt out there and healthy and hopefully he can come back on Thursday, um, but to, to show up in his position. Yeah, I thought he made a bunch of tackles. Um, he's light, and I think – I don't remember – they like to sometimes with Pratt get into what's called a penny package, which is five guys on the line of scrimmage, and then one linebacker, that's Logan Wilson. One of the edge guys in that package for them is Pratt, and my immediate thought was they're probably not running that today. And I don't remember seeing it today, although things slip past me while I'm watching live just one time as it goes by. Also I had to stream today. So like it cut in and out sometimes. So take everything I'm saying a little bit great of salt that I didn't catch absolutely everything today, but I didn't see them get to that. And uh, even though he did do that in the sun belt, when he played there, he played a lot of edge, but the guy's like 215 pounds. <laughs> just Pratt takes on pulling guards in that, in that package. I, I feel like that's malpractice if Davis Gaith is going to try to take on a Lincoln Tomlinson pooling, trying to take his head off. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that one. But overall, thought he played well. And can't give enough credit to Logan Wilson. They ran on his interception. It was a Tampa 2 look. And he is what's called the pole runner, which is the guy that drops deeper than the other linebackers in between the two safeties. And he gained so much depth. Like that pass was probably like 30 yards downfield, if not more. I haven't gone back to watch and see how far. But it's deep, and he is—he starts at the line of scrimmage. They disguised it, and then he is just booting out of there. I mean, he is on turn on his side, just full sprint shuffle <laughs> type movement, and the ball's thrown, and he's able to get underneath it. So I thought that was awesome. That reminds me. I mean, that is so much of the football that I kind of like grew up on in the mid two thousands to have a, a Mike linebacker that can drop like 25 yards in a Tampa two to take away the middle of the field and get an interception. Remind me of like Brian Urlacher with the bears. He would do stuff like that. That's just insane type of range and ball skills. Two hands on the ball in the return, though. That fumble was, like, comically far. Like, it came out uh, – it, it shot out, like, 10 yards before it hit the ground. I was like, oh, my goodness. But, no, it, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful highlight. This defense was definitely fun to watch. And there's more to get to on that side because they are who we thought they would be in training camp when they were dominating the offense and what we saw last year in the playoffs and just overall in regular season. We'll have more on that when we get back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.